Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. First of all, I want to sincerely thank all of you, uh, hundreds of you who wished me and Julie a happy birthday. My birthday was yesterday, and Julie's is actually on the 12th. It's this Sunday. But it was really fantastic, all of you, to take your time out and send us birthday wishes. It really does mean a lot to us. Um, yeah, it's fun. You know, I have to say, there were, Julie, there were a lot of people that are coaching clients from like, 20 years ago. I saw the great variety. <laughs> and thank you. I want to give my own thank you and shout out to all of you guys. We are very appreciative of that. And it's great to hear from all of you. Right. And if we posted some pictures up on um, Instagram, you guys are liking the pictures of Julie and I torturing ourselves at the gym. I think some of you are getting inspiration from it. So <laughs> I guess that's inspiring us to continue to do it. It's sort of like, I would say, accountability at the end of the day, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we don't want, there has not been a single day of my entire life where I wanted to go and lift heavy objects just for the hell of it, you know? <laughs> Unless you have to, right? Let alone swing kettlebells. Now, I realize there's people that enjoy that, but <laughs> absolutely yeah. it was not me. But it does matter that uh, we're doing it because obviously the accumulation effect, but I am also seeing the benefit of making it so that when you guys see us doing it, I think some of you, are, at least you're reporting to us that it's inspiring you to do the same. So that's fantastic. So if you want to see our pictures and whatnot, they're over on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash uh, Tim and Julie. I think it's Tim and Julie Harris. I think, I think it is. So. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about something that we are 100% hoping all of you take incredibly seriously because in our opinion, it is and will continue to be the single best opportunity in real estate uh, in this market, in this changing market, and that is expired listings. And I want to, first of all, explain to you basically the essentially the overarching reason why we believe that's true. Number one, there are a lot of agents that have been listing homes that have never listed homes in a transitioning market. So they don't know how to keep a listing for more than 22 seconds. They don't know how to keep a seller happy for 60 to 90 days. That's the first reason. They price it wrong. They position it wrong. They essentially just are not ready for uh, selling a house in this market. Number two, it's not all the listing agent's fault, right? Number two, the seller has totally and completely unrealistic expectations. They probably have never sold a home because remember, it's been kind of a crazy, mostly seller's market for the last 15 years. So the sellers have never sold a home um, in the last you know, 15 years, maybe in their entire adult lives. They've always been selling into an upwardly mobile market. And now all of a sudden, the you know essentially the Obviously, the tides have turned. So in those particular cases, those sellers are going to have unrealistic expectations, which leans back into the agents having the skill set to essentially coach, counsel, and cajole right? yes. the sellers into basically doing the right thing to get the property sold. And the third reason, ultimately, is that if you combine those first two reasons, there are more listings that are going to be showing up as expired because of sellers' unrealistic expectations and because of a lack of skill set on behalf of the listing agents uh, to essentially do their job. And that is going to – it isn't like a temporary opportunity. This is going to be years' worth of serious opportunity on expired listings. And if you don't believe me, here's all you have to do. Go to your MLS and search in, the, in some of you, and I say this respectfully, some of you have never done this before because you haven't had to, but go to your MLS and search for expireds, withdrawns, 
uh, you know, temporarily off the market, all the different iterations of no longer available. And you're going to see, in some cases, literally tens of thousands of homes that were for sale that are no longer for sale. I'm going to give you a little secret. A lot of this expires, something like 90% relist and sell within 12 months or less, and a vast majority of them relist within the first 30 days, which means when you know how to go after expired listings, you are going to have an absolute field day with opportunity. And I have, a, Julie has a great example from a great coaching client that I think I'm teeing you up to tell the yes. story you told me this morning. Yes. Well, actually, I, I, I just made this hot off the presses. A lot of what we're going to talk about today is right from coaching calls with coaching clients who are indeed going after expireds. And I'm going to get to Tina's story here in just a second because hers is my favorite of the week. So expired report, two main points. It's not just one client. Everybody's reporting the same thing. Number one, what you just said, there are more expired oppor listing opportunities than they thought. Now, that could be because they've never thought about expireds at all. <laughs> that would be easy to be true, right? Uh, but there are a lot more, especially so that in order for you to capture enough for you to go after. And they're really, that should not be a problem when you do the following. Make sure that you go back in time far enough and that you do not uh, be overly particular with your geographic area. Start big, see how many you have, and then shrink it down. Here's the first plan of action. First thing you should do homework-wise after this podcast today, definitely subscribe to Red X. And Red X, what they do is going to do everything Julie just said for you. So when you subscribe to Red X, I'm going to give you guys a couple little, you know, things, advanced knowledge. You have to ask for the past expires, not just the current ones. And what Red X does is it goes into, the system goes into your uh, MLS for you. It then takes the new expires and then goes to the various mostly paid, you, you know, they're doing this for you, right? Uh, databases where they then capture phone numbers. And then a Red X will then give you the name of the seller, the phone numbers, Oftentimes phone numbers, plural. It'll also then sometimes tell you phone numbers of their nearest relatives that might live in the same community. It's going to give you information on the property. Basically, a whole bunch of like high level, you know, Thomas Magnum PI level, you know, information. The forensics on the expired. Exactly. And then even better, they have a dialer. What's a dialer? So you're going to then have every morning you wake up in the morning, you're going to have all these expired. You're going to turn to your computer. You're going to log into Red X. You're going to see the Red X screen. You're going to see that there's all these new freshly expired. And then what we want all of you to do is use the Red X dialer then to click the button. And then you're going to be essentially having your the Red X system on your computer. It's going to start making the phone call for you to the phone numbers that they've already established are attached to that particular expired listing and use our expired scripts and you're off to the races. Now, what a lot of the more advanced uh, of our clients do is they'll then have what's called a multiple line dialer. And you guys can explore that on your own, but the gist of it is it's not just one call to one seller. It's several calls to several sellers happening at the same time. Why would you want to consider doing that? Because when it's one call to one seller, there's a you know 50%, depending on when, the, uh, when you're calling at the time, there's going to be no answer. But if the system is for you, uh, is calling three people at the same time, then there's obviously a better chance you're going to get an answer. So if the all system, if the system is dialing three numbers at once, the two numbers never get answered, the one number gets answered, you're then having more contacts, more conversations, and you can set more appointments. It's that, an efficiency tool at the end. Exactly. Of the this, if you guys are wanting to know, how you can make uh, put yourself in a position to make more money quicker that's not predicated or dependent on a lead source or on anything that's hocus pocus or branding or marketing or passive or make a bunch of videos and maybe one day you're going to have a bunch of people call you. If you want to really know how to make long-term high levels of, uh, of income, frankly, it's this because you are in control of the process. 
is hunting expires basically is it for everyone it's not because some of you won't have the discipline for it some of you won't get past your resistance to actually doing the real work i realize that i've been doing this julian i've been coaching agents for 20 years but for those of you who are really serious about making the most of what we feel is the best opportunity right now in real estate it's absolutely going after expires and it's going to be for some time and so all you've got to do is text the word red r-e-d to 47372 text the word red r-e-d to 47372 and when you do they're going to text we'll text you back a link click that link and that's a you know a, a, it's our link and that link is then going to give you a 150 dollars discount on red x so text the word red r-e-d to 47372 and then we'll text you back a link click that link and then you're off to the races and you can sign up for red x you guys all have to do that if you're even you know marginally serious about going after expireds if you think you're going to have any kind of efficiency doing all this you know expired lookups yourself you're going to waste hours every day You'll just, do it once and then you won't feel like doing it again. You'll waste hours every day just to trying to find three or four phone numbers. Uh -huh. And then when you call them, none of them are going to answer. Well, I'll have a VA in the Philippines do it for me. Why would you bother? Just use Red X. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. You guys got to do that right away. First things first. That is the first thing because you got to have phone numbers to call. Those are your ready-to-go leads. Yes. Okay. So remember, the first thing that our expired hunting agents had said was that there are more listing opportunities than they thought. Now, number two... And this always cracks me up. They, they, meaning the expired sellers, are nicer to speak to and much more open to discussion than the agents thought. Well, why would that be true? I, I think, you know, agents always, I, I, they tell me all the time. They think they're going to have be hung up on all the time. They're not going to be open to the discussion. To which I remind you, these are sellers who clearly have a home to sell, who are clearly willing to list. What is it you do for a living again? Remind me, you sell homes for a, for a living. You should be talking to each other. And here's the thing. If you're resistant to calling, and I'll, I'll, I'll share with you guys a, a coaching call I had years ago. Um, I had this, uh, his name was Jeff, and I had this client named Jeff. And Jeff knew the scripts. He knew what to say. He was making the effort. So it was, he was doing what he didn't, you know, remember guys, it's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So he was doing what he didn't want to do. He, he was doing it when he didn't want to do it, but he wasn't doing the third bit, which is at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And so what was his hang up? And uh, I listened, I listened to him on calls. Um, when he would role play with me, he was great. And then when I listened to him on calls, he wasn't great. His voice was higher. He sounded like he, you know, wanted to get off the phone as fast as possible. He was looking for every single excuse that there possibly could be to hang up on the call. He was so damn nervous. And so I asked him, what is it that you're thinking of, Jeff, when you're making that phone call? Like, well, I'm thinking about the script. I'm thinking about starting an appointment. No, 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 What is the exact, define in words, your emotions, what you're feeling right before you make that call? What are the actual thoughts bouncing around in your head? And, and then I had to keep pressing him. And then finally he started saying, I, they're, they're going to reject me. I don't want to feel rejected. I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to feel like a pushy salesman. I, 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 I. And he went on. He wrote all these words down. And I said, read them to me. And he read all of them to me. And I said, well, damn, dude, if I felt like that, I wouldn't make a phone call either. And I said, here's the trick. You're focusing too much on yourself. Your ego, thus the word I, is the one that's running your brain. And here's, the, and here's what I suggested to him. The easiest thing ever is write on a piece of paper, and he did, how can I be of service to you? What I wanted him to do is refocus his mind away from all the ego-based excuses that he had essentially allowed himself to succumb to and focus on the fact that, doing, that calling expired is nothing more than being of service to other people. That's all it is. He is now, he then re, he, uh, shifted his brain to start thinking, 
The person who I'm about to call at an expired listing, to Julie's point, is somebody that needs my help. They are somebody who uh, failed at selling their home. They're embarrassed. They're uh, upset. They may have needed the money. They may have basically had their family already moved back to wherever. There's all these emotional constraints that are going on in their heads that are causing them sometimes to feel fear, feel angry. But what they really need is they need help. So Jeff then moved himself away from thinking about himself, me, 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 I, 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 I. And by the way, that narcissistic sort of you know pervasive uh, social media fed trend, you guys are going to find people that can't break free of that in this new market and move towards focusing on being of service to other people are going to fall behind. So what did he do? How can I be of service to you? I am here to service others. And that became his pervasive thought. So when he was about to make that phone call, or frankly, when Red X was about to make that call for him, he told me he would say those words to himself. I am here to be of service to you. I am here to be of service to you. I am here to be of service to you. And then they would answer. Then he would have a conversation. And his ego wasn't basically in the pilot's seat. And he was able to start setting appointments. And he became one of my top five appointment setters ever. But he had to unlock that particular skill of not making it about him, making it all about how to be of service. And that is really key. I've also had a lot of coaching clients say that as soon as they figured that out, as soon as they took that seriously, everything in real estate gets a lot in life. easier. And in life, too. In life. And when Absolutely. you stop talking about, like when you, you know, Julie and I are going to a little party this evening. And when we're there, I promise you, Julie and I will not talk about ourselves once. We will do it to be polite uh, shortly. You know, how long have you guys lived here? Blah, 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 blah. We'll, we'll, you know, bounce around. And then we always go back to talking about the other people. Julie and I have trained ourselves to not talk about ourselves. Why? It's not like we're secret agents. It's because we know ultimately that people only sort of care about other people. What people want more than anything is they want to talk about themselves and they want to feel other people are interested in them. Julie and I are going there to make friends. We don't sell real estate. We have no business aspirations from going to the party. We just want to make friends. And the way you make friends, the way you make people like you is you show interest in them and you don't talk about yourself, which is the exact opposite of what most people do. You guys get it? If you want to have genocide qua, the it factor, I just told you how to do it. Okay, so let's let's talk about Tina in northern Atlanta, Marietta area. Okay, new coaching client. I think we've had maybe two calls, all right? And we, we zeroed in on the first call. What are the goals? What are we going to do? How can are we going to do it? Can I, I want you to give Tina a first name and a last name. Mm -hmm. And, and I want you to say where she sells real estate yep. so people can search her out and send her referrals. Yes, Tina Bloomberg in... I believe her main stomping ground is Murrieta, which is a suburb of Atlanta. So Tina Bloom Bloomberg, spelled like it sounds, in Atlanta. You ought to be able to find her. So Julie's private coaching clients, you do get shout outs and you will get referrals. Oh, yeah. And we do like to tell stories about you on the podcast. Uh, so hopefully that's okay. Yes. And by the way, <laughs> Sue Roman's in Minnesota. She just got a uh, $1.1 million uh, expired appointment. We're going to talk about all of this in a second. But back to Tina. So we're going to do a little bit of math. Hopefully I can remember all of this um, fairly clearly. Tina likes to door knock, okay? She does do the calls, but she also likes to get out there and she has, you know, buyers who are looking. She has favorite neighborhoods like all of us. She went door knocking. She uh, knocked 50, five zero doors. That's not 50 conversations. She had 50 attempts at the door. She made 12 contacts. She has two listing appointments, maybe a third, okay? So of those 50 knocks, eight of them were expired. So she's not just random knocking. She's making sure if she goes to these two neighborhoods that she's going to also hit the expireds in those neighborhoods. Even if it's not in the next house, even if it's a couple streets away. Exactly. She, so she's being strategic about it, right? Tina has a total of five and a half hours involved. 
okay? 12 contacts, two listing appointments, maybe a third, and one of those listings, by the way, is also going to be a buyer. So she knocked out, she went door knocking, she hit 50 doors, she had 12 conversations, that took uh, five and a half hours, and from that, she's generated... Uh, Two, possibly three real, I mean, these, I talked to her about it. These are motivated sellers, okay? Because remember, eight of those 50 were expireds. And one of those is also potentially going to be a buyer. So three to four transactions we calculated, that's worth a minimum, because we're being conservative, a minimum of $60,000 in commission from five contact, I'm sorry, from 12 contacts, uh, five and a half hours of work. So I was teasing her that this is part-time, you know. So, uh, so then I always love to do this with coaching clients when they have a really kick-ass week, like what she did. So 60,000 potential commission dollars, and that's not counting anybody's going to call her back because she also left door hangers on everybody. All right. So times, let's say she did that three weeks a month. So I'm giving her a week off. All right. And she did that just 10 months of the year, accounting for holidays, vacations, et cetera. We figured out that if she simply performs at that level, doing what she didn't want to do when she didn't want to do it at a high level, she went prepared and was strategic, that that alone has the potential of over a million dollars of commission. And you guys think there's no opportunity. Oh, and by the way, those leads cost nothing. By the way, there's no referral fee with those leads. Nope. By the way, not a single one of those sellers, uh, before they set the appointment, I'm going to guess, mm -hmm. went online to check to see what her, how many followers she had on Instagram. No, and in fact, when it, this always cracks me up because those of you who do this work, this does happen. She, she was just blown away by this. She said, you're not going to believe this. I knocked on a door. I was talking about how there's not enough listings in the neighborhood. There's buyers looking. You know, who do you know who needs to sell in XYZ neighborhood? And you know what the lady said? She hmm. said, I absolutely have to sell. Why don't you come on in? <laughs> oh, you told me that For yesterday. For reals. Yeah. Okay. So you have to be prepared, right? Which Tina was, of course. All right. Now, so that's Tina's story. And I have to give a shout out to Sue Romans in Minnesota, uh, both Federico Salvatore and... Uh, Gabriel Palmrod in LA, all of them have really killer expired opportunity after just one week of trying. Oh, Tim, there's no opportunities. Oh, Tim, there's no listings. There's only, you know, 75 expireds in my whole market. Well, how many do you need? So right now we're probably going to have 18 to 25,000 of you download and listen to this podcast. And look, we have been saying, Julie and I, for the last 1,000 years, basically the same thing. And it, we have, we don't, Julie and I do not hunt uh, and are not big fans of shiny objects whatsoever. Why? Because this is how you make money in real estate. This is always how you make money in real estate. The rest of it is just a work distraction so that you don't have to actually do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Work theater. Our, work theater. Our message is not for people who are not serious about helping people making money in real estate. We know that. And, you know, that's okay. And I realize that that means we're only ever going to appeal to a minority of people. But those of you that we appeal to, you're the ones making all the money right now, aren't you? You're the ones. <laughs> you know what they always say? Don't tell anybody I else know. what I did. Okay. So, which I just did on a podcast, but sorry. All right. So back to our coaching clients comments, some very interesting uh, feedback. Top complaints. I made this list. Top complaints expired sellers have about their previous agents. It might surprise you. It is worth noting though. Do not fish out. Ask for anything uh don't like trash talk the previous agent no. immature inexperienced a-hole agents 
will basically try to trash talk the previous agent and make the lack of home sale about the previous agent. No, now, it could be their cousin. It could be the their best friend from playing golf. It could be their it, niece that just got their license. You mo- don't know. It most certainly is because right. most sellers, especially coming out of this hot seller's market, were not selective at all who they listed with. So most certainly it's someone who is a center of influence past client. Do not trash talk. Oh, by the way, it's also called, you know, unethical. So just keep yeah. that in mind. And the sellers that are upset about it, you don't even have to ask. They will just blast away at you what the problem was. So this is more of a list, a cautionary tale. When they trash talk, say, and if they want you to react, mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry you had that experience. Exactly what I told Tina. Yes. Right. And I'm say, so I'm, sorry that happened. I'm so sorry that happened. I'm so sorry you had that experience. Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Do not pile on. No, but here are some interesting facts that came out. Okay, so top complaints that these expired. These are real ex- conversations from last week. Number one, the listing agent took the listing, put it in the MLS, and did nothing else. Number two, they didn't do any open houses. You know, sellers do value open houses. We did a whole podcast series about open houses. Why? Because it's tangible. They see that you're making the effort. Now, remember, this is what the expired sellers, this is what the expired sellers were telling, uh, will tell you the reasons that they perceived yes. that their last agent uh, was a dumpster fire. You don't have to fish all of this out and you don't have to agree because most certainly all these things that Julie's rattling off were one of the reasons the house didn't sell and should have been done. Yeah. So for example, number three, the pictures were horrible. Agent pictures reflecting in the mirror in the bathroom, open toilet lids, etc. generally bad. And you know, the comment for all of these clients that have been going after expires was the same. They couldn't believe even in the upper end, or they would say, especially in the upper end, uh, that there were such horrible pictures. Well, and why? And this is another, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Jules, okay. but here it is. Upper end expires. Ready for it, listeners? Are oftentimes, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this, but it is true, the easiest ones to get. Why? Because the listing agents in those marketplaces, especially coming out of a market like this, have a tendency to have the least amount of skill because they had the highest commission that spoiled them into ever having to develop said skill. So that's where you're going to see most of your juiciest expireds. And furthermore, a lot of the upper-end sellers are like you. They're business owners. They bootstrap their way to that big-ass house. They appreciate the fact that you've Mm -hmm. got hustle. They appreciate the fact that you're going to work harder. Even though they may have listed with the previous agent because they played tennis with them on Saturdays or whatever, they're not going to list with a part-time or non-professional agent again. You will have an advantage with a more discerning, experienced um, you know, upper end seller. It's That's the true. exact opposite of a lot of you guys have uh, led to believe. By the way, how do I know? Because when Julie and I sold real estate, we did that exact thing. You yes. know, we had a, you're having a, a call today with someone who wants you to uh, personally coach him, mm-hmm. who I think you're going to love. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Pat, First name? Uh, I remember Murphy is his last name. Okay. Anyway, he's in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. So where Julie and I used to sell real estate. Mm-hmm. Julie and I started selling real estate in zip codes 43214, 43085, uh-huh. mostly. And that was where the average sale price was the average sale price. And we sold, we're very successful there. We sold, you know, 100 to 200 homes per year, sold 100 homes our first year when we were in our early 20s. You guys can, this is all documented. So we then decided, well, you know what? About 20, 30 minutes away, there's this other community called New Albany, Ohio. <laughs> and the houses are mega. The price ranges are like 4X what we're used to selling. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we move out there? And then we had all the normal excuses. We talk about this in this podcast. Yep. And what we discovered was the sellers, the skill, the, the skill set of uh, you know prospecting expireds, all the work that we'd learned how to do by hunting normal price range stuff worked exactly the same. 
we did not have to. We did have to change our approach. We did have to clean up our hacks and wear nicer clothes and yeah. all the things we talk about in our book, Harris Rules. But for the most part, these skill sets are transferable. The point being, if you guys want to break into higher price points, this is the perfect time to do it for all the reasons that you should logically see now. All right. So point, yes, all of that. I remember one of the expires we went on out there, the seller said that the previous agent, she, she, she goes, yeah, they, she came in here with her fur coat and her diamonds thinking that we were just like her. We're, we're just regular people. It was actually off-putting that she was so assumptive to have their business because they were a little bit less expensive than the super high end that they did not resonate with that. So I think you're right that some of the luxury agents take the business for granted. Well, what my favorite line was, and I'll again, I shouldn't be saying all this because, you know, I, but it's true. Just keeping it real. Is that most of the luxury agents will take at least a part of the summer off. Yeah. And they'll travel because after all, sure. that's when their kids are out of school. And, and okay, that's fine. But that is a really sweet time to go after expireds. And yes. that's what Julie and I would do every year. In New Albany in particular, a lot of the agents we were competing against were sort of the aristocratic families. This, yes, they existed in Columbus. And they're the, the children of these people. And that's so we were, we were competing against essentially people that were born on third base, even though they acted like they hit homers. Exactly. And God bless all of them, right? Because they would leave the door open for Julie and I constantly for opportunity. And so they would take August off and they would go to Paris. They would places, you know, all of us would want to be. But the sell and they, they would tell the sellers, well, listen, Mr. Seller, there's no activity this time of year. So we're just going to take the house off the market. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, and yet the seller really actually has to sell because they've just been relocated to like Tina's Market in Atlanta, for example. And then they would take the houses off the market over the winter and they just let the listings expire. Well, I'll see you again in the spring because they didn't want to work in the winter. Guess what Julie and I were doing? We were actually talking to them. We were explaining to them that in the hol over the holidays towards the end of the year is when most of your high-end relocation happened. We proved it to them. They figured that they, you know, they knew that anyway because guess what? They were involved in relocation themselves, so they knew what we were saying was true, and then we got the listings. We didn't cross signs. These no. were legitimately expired listings, but you guys get the point. If you are willing to do what others aren't willing to do, you will, over time, have a lifestyle and have earned the right to be financially free. And you can do that, especially in a market like this. Yes. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit to top strategies to list expired homes. Now, the number one, of course, is to use Red X. We talked about that at the top. Text the word RED to 47372. Text the word RED to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. That's for your discount. Okay, so uh, number one, door knock all of the listings that don't have good phone numbers. If you can't find a phone number, nobody else can, and you're probably going to be the only one on the doorstep, and you'll probably have an experience like some of our clients did where they say, you know what, I really do have to sell this house. Tell me what you do to get home sold. And by the way, it is very, uh, it, the conversation face-to-face -face always, I'm not going to say for everybody, but for most people, will go better than over the phone. So if yes. you're nervous about making contacts, go door-to-door -door because when somebody sees your bright, smiley face, if you're dressed and you look professional, we coach you guys mm -hmm. how to do all this, and you, you know, basically are somebody that they're going to want to talk to, they're going to be nice to you. They're going to want to have a conversation with you. And that is going to result in a higher percent of appointments being set. 100%. Okay, number two, door knock and call. You just talked about this. From the most expensive to the least expensive, you have far less competition. Most agents will never call, much less door knock, on a home that is even a, a dollar more expensive than what they're living in. That's just a fact. I know that from, and you do from many coaching calls. So break out of that. The way to get more comfortable with the luxury market, guys, is to preview a lot, to know what you get for the money. 
Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. So don't freak yourself out about more expensive homes. They want the same thing. They're just the they're just the normal people who have been in the game longer, who have had you know been got gotten on base a few more times. Look at all my yeah. baseball analogies I today. Know. It's from us hanging around it's from with Angel. Uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> on Hill Pog, Pog, Pagan, Pagan, yeah. yeah, at the gym. The yeah. Anyway, yes. Okay, he's having influence on us. He definitely is. Okay, number three, door knock expires who meet the criteria of your buyers who can't find the right home due to our lack of inventory. Now that's a very compelling door knock. When you're talking about actual clients, especially if they are already pre-approved or all cash, and all you have to do is find them the right house in this specific neighborhood, double win for you. Okay, and number four, door knock old and older expireds withdrawns and temporarily off the market homes. Again, the older they are, the fewer people are calling. You are probably the only one reaching out to help them to accomplish their goal. And the other advantage to older, uh, old and older expireds and withdrawns is whatever they expired at in, say, 2020 or 2021, you probably don't even have to do a price reduction to get them the win. Oh, Julie, I'm going to go subscribe to this new system that's going to do direct mail to expireds, and they've written all these fancy sales copy letters, and they have all these postcards. Guys, so is everyone else. Do not do that. Seriously. If you have a choice between mailing an expired and doing nothing, do nothing. Don't waste your money. Call them. Go to the door. Come on, folks, this is the time for you to really take your business to the next level, and you're going to have to work through some of your head junk. And a lot of your head junk is essentially a carryover from the previous market. The previous market spoiled everyone. FOMO, fear of missing out. It was pervasive in everything. Now, that's amplified after uh, COVID and all this money that got pumped into the economy. Now we have hyperinflation. All the assets are going up, and now what's happening? We're dealing with the the downside of inflation, where things start to get more expensive, we're going to start having a setback in the economy and all these other things. None of that really, really matters at the end of the day, because there's all you are, you were, and hopefully you'll still be smart enough to be in real estate. Okay. That means you're going to have, I want you to think about what I'm saying now, listeners, this is really important. Just really drill down because this will make you feel fantastic. You sell something that everybody needs. You sell something that every single human needs. Now, God bless homeless people aside, but you get what I'm saying here, right? You sell real estate. Everybody needs a house to live in. If you sold virtually anything else aside from maybe utilities and food, right? But people can even downgrade their food than they are. People can downgrade their luxury spending or their travel or you know, maybe they have a car coming off lease and now they're going to lease it a less expensive car. But generally speaking, real estate is something that people hold dear. One of the best proven ways to build long-term wealth as a human, at least in the United States, is real estate and obviously, um, you know, <laughs> having a you know, select securities, right? Ha- you know, you listen to Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, they'll educate you on all this. But it's not complicated, it, but it takes time and it's boring. And you have to ignore the novel because the novel makes you broke. And that by the novel, I mean the shiny objects. If you are somebody who is going to poke around on all the different websites looking for the latest, greatest way to lead generate digitally, look, there is some value in that. But at the end of the day, if your goal is to help people and maybe the people that you need to help the most are you and your family right now and to make money, which I assume is your goal, then do what we are telling you to do because it's been proven to work, especially in a market like this. What's the especially part? Because the market does not have a bunch of agents that are skilled up to do this type of work, and it's going to take years for the marketplace to catch up to the reality that, guess what, you're going to actually need to be skills. The old market was about who knew you. I think that would you guys would all argue. 
uh, I'm sorry, you all agree with me that a good bit of that was true. Now it's about what you know. It's not who you know or you know who knows you now. It's about what you know. What can you provide? What services can you provide? And when you have that skill set, you become superman uh, or superwoman in your marketplace. That's where you start feeling a pride of uh, accomplishment. That's where you start uh, really sensing the, the, your real you know, highest and best use in this planet, which is being of service to other people. That's when you're in perfect alignment with what you really, really, truly want, which is to help other people, to make money, to make a lot of profit, reinvest that profit, and with that profit, then you can then live off the passive cash flow. Isn't that the reason ultimately all of you got into real estate? How many people other than Julie and I are verbalizing that message to you? A total of zero. Well, maybe it's time you also start pruning who you listen to because a lot of those people, like I can't think of a single other person that is operating at our scale, especially in podcasting and whatnot, that sold real estate as long as we have, has our background, has our experience. Start trusting your intuition about who you're listening to. Start being more careful about who you're listening to. You know, look, there's there, we've talked about these filters a number of times. But really, at the end of the day, if someone hasn't, it, number there's four filters when choosing a, a, a real estate. I'm sorry, a real estate coach or any any a professional. Number one, if you're thinking about hiring a real estate coach, first question is, is, did they have a real estate license? If they did not have a real estate license, I'm sorry, they might be the nicest person ever, but don't even consider them a coach. Number two, if they had a real estate license, did they sell at least 100 homes in a year? If they did, okay, well, then that's somebody that actually knows how to sell a lot of houses, but it could have been a subdivision, it could have been a building. Question three is, did they sell at least 100 homes per year for at least five years in a row? Why? Because that's when you're starting to see somebody actually knows how to operate at any sort of scale. That's somebody who sold success, has been successful at a high level for a long period of time. But question four, and this is the one where most of you guys don't even think of, has that person actually performed at least 100,000, 100,000 paid one-on-one coaching calls, right? Have they actually been paid to help other people learn how to sell real estate at a high level? And when you run people, your prospective coaches or gurus or who you're choosing to listen to through those four filters, I got news for you. In the marketplace, there's me and Julie and maybe one or two other people. That's the truth. Now, if you have a choice of who you're going to listen to, who you're going to follow, what advice you're going to take, if I were looking for somebody to help me through a particular problem or challenge, I promise you I would have the highest standards in place and it does not matter you know, how much I like them or who even referred me to them, if they don't meet those four criteria, I'm not going to hire them because I don't have time to waste or money to waste and neither do you. So I want you guys to keep these things in mind. Um, the links, if you want to join Premier Coaching, are in the bio. They're in the description of today's show. If you want to join Premier Coaching, remember it's free and that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. You can just go to premiercoaching.com or text the word Premier to 47372. But your homework from today's podcast is definitely to subscribe to Red X. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And that is going to be your first step in starting to list expireds. And then you want to get our scripts. You want to get our coaching. You're going to want to know what to say. You're going to want to learn our seven-step listing process. And then if all you do in your entire career, the only thing you do is get really good at, pre, at setting, you know, basically you're going to be a proactive lead generator, a pre-qualifier, a presenter, a negotiator, uh, and then lead follow-up. If you only get, you know, obviously closing, if you only get good at those things and you only really get good at hunting expires, I got news for you, you're going to have a fantastic business. 
If all you're known for, if all you do is you specialize in helping homes that other agents weren't able to sell, and by the way, sometimes the best homes don't sell, right? These are all things you need to learn to say. They're all scripting things. If that's the only thing that you are the expert at, you are going to be unbelievably successful because they're always expired. But over the next, frankly, guys, two, three, five, maybe even 10 years, there's going to be a lot of expireds. There's going to be a lot of headwinds uh, to age, for agents and sellers, frankly, that don't have the skill set this market demands. Hopefully, this is resonating with all of you guys. You know that Julie and I have been way more direct <laughs> you know, this year because we have to be because we know what's happening in the marketplace. And it's going to get more challenging, especially those without skill. So thank you for continuing to keep this number and listen to daily podcast for real estate agents. You guys are in the price, right place at the right time. Now you just got to take the right actions and the wor world truly is your oyster. And you're going to be incredibly excited every day opposed to feeling any sort of you know doubt or fear. This market is for those who are willing to do what they don't want to do and they don't want to do it at the highest level. Now it's your turn. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.